This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. All right, guys, let's be honest. Even though nursing is awesome, spending all your time in the hospital isn't for everyone. Are you one of those people who needs to be outside or maybe even in a patient's home? Today, we'll be talking about the perfect job for you. Hey guys, I'm Adia Hansen. And I'm Corbin Smith. Together, we are going to explore the nursing profession. With exclusive interviews for nurses working in jobs you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is the College Handoff. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the College Handoff. Today we're going to start by talking to Mackenzie Breedlove. She's a recruiter from Home Instead Senior Care. She's going to talk about what makes Home Instead Senior Care a little bit different from traditional medical jobs, and what jobs are open for nursing students. Later on the podcast, we're going to talk to Tracy Dustin, a professor here at BYU. She's going to explain a little bit more about the gerontology minor, what it can add to your nursing schooling, and how to enroll in it. Hey guys, so today we are talking with Mackenzie Breedlove, the one and only. She's from Home Instead Senior Care. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Can you <laughs> can you introduce yourself a little bit for the listeners? Yes, yes. Um, my name is Mackenzie Breedlove. I am the Human Resources Manager over at Home Instead Senior Care. Fun fact for everybody, uh, come January, we'll just be changing our name to Home Instead because we do more than senior care. We take care of people in their homes and they could be seniors, they could be uh, younger people. Um, the, our youngest client actually just turned 21 this year and is recovering from a car accident that left him paralyzed. So we're helping him with physical therapy and all that fun stuff. So yeah, so that's why we'll eventually be changing the name. I dipped my toe into the medical field. Um, I started working as um, an ambulance EMT. Um, when I was in high school, all of my friends were going to CNA school and learning how to do, you know, nursing stuff. And I was like, ew, I don't want to deal with poop. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, so I went the blood and guts route instead. Um, and then I served a mission in New Jersey for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I uh, worked with a lot of people, a lot of elderly people, helping with activities. We worked with a lot of people um, with special needs. And so uh, fast forward to when I came home. I figured, okay, it's time to go back and work on the ambulance. So I did, and I worked on the ambulance for about a year, and I hated every single minute of it, and it was just the worst experience of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> then, anyway, my husband and I moved up here to Utah from Arizona because um, he was coming up here to BYU to go to school studying chemistry. And I said, okay, fine. I guess we'll move to Utah. That's fine. And uh, anyway, when we moved up here, I started working with, um, I started working at a memory care center, working with people with Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And I started working at Home Instead Senior Care as a brand new baby caregiver. And I was like, I can, I could do that. That's fine. You know, and eventually I'll get a job back on the ambulance. Anyway, I absolutely fell in love 
working with seniors and working with people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And I vowed to never go back. Anyway, fast forward to today. Um, I eventually started helping out in the human resources department, helping with training the caregivers. And now I am the full-time human resources manager. So there you go. There you go. That's that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Awesome. (laughs) But tell me what Home Instead Senior Care, I guess Home Instead does in general as an organization? What do they do for their patients? Yes, so we provide in-home care. So we are helping with uh, mental health, um, social and emotional health. We're helping provide companionship and we're helping people remain independent in their home for as long as possible, as long as they possibly can stay in their home. And with coronavirus going on right now, a lot of people are figuring out that home is the safest place for them. So we are super busy. All the time because we're helping people in their home and stay home and safe at home. I've been under the impression that home instead senior care was like a senior home or an old folks mm. home kind of thing, but it's not. Nope. Can you explain the differences to me? Yes, for sure. Um, what's great about home instead senior care for both for the clients and for the caregivers is if you work in a facility or something like that, you have to punch in at six from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. or so on. Um, uh, But working in somebody's home, you can work from 9 to noon. You can work from 10 to 1. You can work from 4 to 7, you know, whatever, anything in between. Um, So that's been really nice for our caregivers because then they can have a really flexible schedule. Yeah, so. And I guess with that flexibility that you get working with somebody in their home, do you feel like it's any harder to build a special relationship with your patient? What that's, what's that relationship like? No, way so much easier to build a relationship. Just from my experience working in a facility where I had to go and take care of 40 people and I have to shower 40 different people, I didn't have time for companionship or emotional connection. I didn't have time to look at pictures. I didn't have time to make sure everybody had a glass of water. I didn't have time for all of those things. But working in someone's home... that's specifically why I'm there. You know, I'm also helping with housekeeping. I'm helping with um, if they're needing a bed bath or a shower, I'm helping with those things too. But then afterwards, there's time to learn about my patient and help care for them the best possible way I can. And how long do you normally have that relationship with the patient? How long are you working with them? Yeah, um, most of the time you're working with a patient until they pass away or until they decide to eventually move into assisted living or move to a skilled nursing facility or something like that. So when you're working with um, somebody for a really long time, um, I train you how to do all these things. That way, as the patient declines and they start to need more and more care, you don't have to say, oh, sorry, Mrs. Jones, I don't know how to help you with a shower. So um, we were just playing cards before, but now you need extra help. So now we're going to get a brand new caregiver in. It doesn't work like that. Instead, they can stay with you and they can be comfortable with you and you have all the training and knowledge you need in order to help them the best. I think it can be really hard sometimes to work with people that are getting to the point where they're going to pass away or they're going to move on. What is it like working with people at that 
stage of their life and how do you deal with that emotionally? Right. Oh, it is emotionally pretty taxing. Um, but everyone in the office that's working in the office has been a caregiver before and has worked as a caregiver. So we know how emotionally taxing it can be sometimes. I've had caregivers who have never worked with a client before. They're just covering a shift or something and the client passes away on the shift and they've never met them before. Um, and they come to the office and they're like, I don't know, but I'm just really upset and I didn't even know this person and I say it's okay. It's part of it's part of the grieving process and it's totally normal. Anyway, we always debrief people when they're going through those kinds of situations and help make sure they have all the support they need. But let's lighten it up a little bit, all right? Okay. So I want to know what's the most fulfilling thing about working with senior care or working with home instead. What is the best part about it? What's super great about in-home care is we're not we're not filling beds. We're not out f to just make money. We're here to help members of the community, which is so great. And so many people I talk to um, that pick this job over another job interview, they might have gotten for more money or for, you know, more benefits or something. Um, they pick this job because it's making a difference and it's working with people and it's helping people heal. So that is super awesome. Now I want to talk to Mackenzie Breedlove, the HR manager, and I want to talk about what it would be like if I as a nursing student or I as a student or person in general wanted to work with Home Instead Senior Care. Yes. What would that look like? How would I apply and what would I have to do? For sure. The absolute best way to apply. You can always call the office. Our office number is 801-899-4183. And you can always ask for me and then I can give you all the information that you need. But the absolute best way to apply is to go to our website, which is www.homeinstead, so just spelled like H-O-M-E-I-N-S-T-E-A-D.com, and then a backslash and the numbers 798. This is our specific office for Utah County. Um, and then at the very top right-hand corner, there will be a little word that says careers. You can click on that and then you can use that to apply online um, for an application that fits you the most. So there's an application for CNAs, there's an application for weekend caregivers, there's an application for overnights, whichever one it is, you apply for it. You only need to apply for one. You don't need to apply for all seven of them. Um, but then after that, I will go ahead and contact you. I'll be getting a hold of you via phone, email, um, and going through next steps, setting up an interview. And the reason why this is so important, doing it this specific way, is because then uh, it will keep track of all of your information. I can have all of your references and your resume right there at my fingertips, and I can keep track of all of the emails that we send back and forth. So that makes it a little bit easier for me to keep track of it, everybody and make sure nobody falls through the cracks. Yeah, and what are you in Homestead looking for in resumes and in applicants specifically? Oh, great question. Um, you don't have to have any experience to work at Homestead Senior Care. So um, what I'm specifically looking for is someone who has a passion for seniors, who has a passion for caring for others, um, and I can teach you the rest. So if you're just looking for something uh, to pay your nursing school bills <laughs> in the, you know, off time that you have 
uh, from all of your nursing classes, which I know isn't much. We are hiring for all kinds of positions, all kinds of different skill levels. Some of your clients may just need help with companionship and housekeeping. Some of them may need help with everything, the showering and all that stuff. But that's why I teach you. And if you feel like this might be a good fit for you, or you're trying to get your foot in the door in the medical field and see if this is good for you before you do all your nursing classes and things, this is a great place to do that. Thank you so much for coming in today, Mackenzie. We appreciate your time so much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So now we want to take a moment to give a huge shout out to everybody that's gone on to Apple Podcasts and Spotify that have subscribed to our podcast and have given us a little rating and a review as well. We are so grateful for you guys tuning in every single week, and we hope that you guys continue to do so. But if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to hit that subscribe button right now so you never miss another episode of The College Handoff. So we are here today with Tracy Dustin. Tracy, can you introduce yourself to us a little? Hi, I'm Tracy Dustin, and I'm an assistant professor at BYU College of Nursing, and I teach the gerontology course. Mm-hmm. And she is one of the program managers for gerontology? I am. I'm the coordinator. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the gerontology minor for nursing students. So the gerontology minor is a great opportunity for nursing students to be able to get acquainted more with older um, folks and actually serve them, especially if they join the gerontology club. And, you know, because it's, it's a great opportunity to use in other fields as well, not only nursing, but physical therapy, anybody who works with the older population. And we're talking like the baby boomers who are 65 and older, um, where they are able to um, integrate and serve them and just get to know them on um, a more basic level of specific gerontology type issues uh, that nobody, no other clientele really suffers from. And no matter where you work as a nurse, you're probably going to run into um, gerontology type patients even if you work in labor and delivery, you still may run into, you know, a grandfather or somebody who, who comes to visit or has problems while they're there or something like that. And, of course, probably not in the current COVID situation. But after it's over, it's certainly possible. Or maybe it's your next-door neighbor mm-hmm. or somebody like that or somebody that you greet or see at the grocery store. I mean, it can be anywhere in your life where you meet um, somebody who meets this profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love in my second semester class, I think it was the one that you taught. We talked about how different some health issues are for older adults. And it really, it made my nursing education more like grounded to include all age groups. Yeah. And these folks, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be able to teach how to care for them better. Mm-hmm and understand what their unique health issues are because we treat that differently than other age groups. Yeah, yeah. And for the gerontology minor, what would you say the program outcomes are? Well, I think just to get more familiar with how, um, uh, how to better care for them and mm-hmm. um, actually integrating also with other providers in 
and how to bring all of their care together to meet the same goal mm-hmm. uh, for this person. So for instance, say you're taking care of a gerontology person in the hospital setting or nursing home setting, and you're working with physical therapists, you're working with occupational therapists, you're working with social workers, you know, how do you bring all of those people together to have the best outcomes for uh, the gerontology patient? And that's really what we're after is, again, identifying what those unique issues are and being able to individualize those for a particular person. So, for instance, if I'm sending them home, you know, what do I need to set up for them? What is their social situation like um, and their particular medical issues as a gerontology um, patient? How do you feel a gerontology minor looks on a resume? Oh, I think anything extra that you can do Mm -hmm. um, looks good on a resume. So, you know, being... Being a, a professional nurse and being an expert on gerontology always looks good because, again, no matter where you end up, um, at least reasonably, depending on, you know, uh, not labor and delivery and pediatrics, but mm-hmm. other areas, no matter where you end up, you're, you're going to use those skills that you learned mm-hmm. for the gerontology minor. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, besides the minor... How would you recommend getting involved more into gerontology? Um, There is a gerontology club on campus that you can join where they focus on serving um, the geriatric population and also allows you to integrate with other services that that serve gerontology um, patients or, or people. So it's a good way to network with local professionals that deal with geriatrics and and get your foot in the door to to start headed that way. Mm-hmm. And really, it's um, the sooner you can do it, the better, because the more people that you're able to network with, and 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 you were able to um, do that, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I went to a couple of like the opening socials and activities like that, and met a lot of people. From a bunch of different majors and network of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there are lots of majors that that can do gerontology. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mentioned some of those subgroups like physical therapy and social work. and But there's also um, direct care facilities, um, people that work for Medicare, uh, any kind of agency, family liaison type person. Uh, geriatrician, nurse practitioner, even people like estate planners and advisors Mm. also interact with geriatric people. Um, Anybody that's going to be working at a geriatric center, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, makes sense. But how about we don't often think about product developers, uh, engineers that are developing products and, and services for geriatric um, yeah. population, um, adult protective service workers, public health advocates. I mean, there's just so many ways in which we can interact with yeah. the geriatric 
So what you're saying is we should recommend this minor to everyone. <laughs> that I we think know. in the nursing, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And specifically nursing, which is, you know, who we serve here. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, anybody who even has a remote interest yeah. in gerontology could make it work for their particular career. Yeah, I love that. Um, any last minute thoughts on the minor? Just, again, um, a good idea to do. It looks great on a resume. It will help you throughout your career. It really will. When you take care of a geriatric patient or person or even, again, maybe it's your next-door neighbor or something, knowing these principles will so help them so much. And also not only help them physically and with their medical issues, but help them emotionally knowing that somebody understands them. Mm-hmm. Somebody understands the way that they the way that they think, the things that they're going through. Um, just another advocate that's on their side. And just as a side note, the way that I signed up for the gerontology minor, I emailed Kara and she signed me up. But as long as you go into the Advisement Center, it's super easy and super simple for any nursing students. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. Okay, thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, Adia, I learned the craziest thing today. Hmm. I know you weren't there for the interview with Mackenzie, but I learned that home instead wasn't a retirement home. I don't know if I'm crazy or if I'm just ignorant or whatever it is, but for some reason I thought that it was a retirement home. But actually, you just get this opportunity to go to and help somebody in their home. Hence, home instead senior <laughs> care. That senior care really messed me up. But it was a super awesome interview. I felt like I learned a lot. And I hope, I hope that there are people out there listening that are super interested in this job because it's incredible how many people you can help by working with home instead senior care. Yeah, I'm super excited to listen to that interview. And you missed out on my interview with Tracy. It was super cool to talk about the gerontology minor with her. Um, We encourage everyone who's interested to go look into the minor a little more. It's such a great opportunity for nursing students. Today's episode really was dope. Next week is going to be super cool, too. We're going to be talking to a guy that I'm sure all of you know. His name is Blaine Winters. He's a professor here at BYU, but he's also the one and only Red Cross nursing coordinator in Utah and in Nevada. So make sure to hit us up next week when we talk to him. And before you click away, don't forget to follow our podcast. We'll see you all next week. 